Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic. I'm your host, Louis McCaffrey, and tonight I'm joined in as what one person in the room described as the spiritual home of the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. We are home. We've came back to Bouds for 2020. I think we're going to be here every week. There's no escape, Louis. There is no escape. That's Once you're here, you're here. That's very true. I can hear the faint sounds of previous victims. But anyway, um, so tonight I'm joined by, as he's already spoke, Chris Boud. Hello, welcome. Mi casa, su casa. I mean, it's my su house, casa, so I don't casa. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Haran, also su casa, mi casa. Good evening, and also be happy new year. I've not been in a pod yet. Happy new year. It's the oh, 21st of January. As it says there, it is the first pod <laughs> of the decade. Happy new year. So I'm Fuck off. Come with the introduction. You've literally just took my introduction <laughs> And um, the man sitting to my left The salt to my pepper The the pasta to my brown sauce Disgusting It's Chris Somani I gave you the pasta though. Chris Thanks. Somani Thanks Louis, it's fantastic As you say, we are home, we're back We are in the Nerve centre of the 90 Minute Cynic brand Never mind all this Pish gal saying this is a, this is where the magic really happens. Before gal could even pronounce Patreon, this is where we used to um, earn our stripes. This is it. This is it. The but podcast of the people broadcasting live from Kazabout. Here we go. This is this is where uh, Christian walked in as a journalist. Yeah, Remember? and wa- walked out a pishy blogger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what we do to people. Um, anyway, so as Kieran um, says, this is the first pod of 2020, first pod of the decade and all that crack, and um, yeah, I'm sure you've been listening to um, various... Better pods. Better pods, yes, but we're back. The The number one show of the franchise is back. Um, we're going to start first... Um, before we kind of get to the game, obviously, um, against Partick, we're going to first just have a wee rundown of what's been happening um, over the last wee while, because obviously we've had the winter break, the players have been away in Dubai, um, and we're currently in the middle of a transfer window. So, so far, um, we have signed only really one confirmed signing, although we know that uh, Sorrow is apparently on his way, although it's taken forever to actually sign the guy. But we've signed um, Patrick Klamala from a team in Poland. What team in Poland? Um, that team. Uh, they're riding high in the Polish league. Where are they in the Polish league? Uh, probably about 13th. Um, Many teams are in the Polish league. 12. <laughs> um, but he is a striker. Um, I think he's only 21. Um, he, by all accounts, was really shit last year. <laughs> but has scored a couple of goals this season. And we have jumped on it, basically. Um, so, Manny, what's your thoughts on Klamala? Um, are, are you excited? <laughs> um, I was, but um, no, he's he's a young player. He's supposedly pacey. I like pacey forwards, um, and he scored more than a couple of goals. Can't the man depth research? So, no, how, I, how many did he scored? <laughs> more than a couple. Yeah. Yeah. At least three. So that's that could be between three and a hundred. But anyway, am I excited about it? Yeah, it's a different. By all accounts, think it's what we needed. Jank it, Jank going for a young player that's not proven in a, in right. a top league. Le- okay. Is that what we right, should let's be doing? Do it, let's do this just now because you kind of hinted at this on our uh, podcast that is locked behind that paywall. What, what, what was the alternative? What are you looking for? 
Is it is he what we needed? Well, as he's gone, we Listen, don't need that. I'm the host of the show. I ask the questions, you yeah. answer them. No, no, but I'm turning, I'm turning it back on you. Me, I'm quietly confident. Aye. But I want to know what you're looking you for. Like the, you like the cut of his jib? Aye. Well, you know, YouTube's a great thing, and um, his video's good. Aye, I mean, Bio looked amazing. Amido Baldi looked amazing. Uh, Ninety minutes, I think favourite Barry Bangura looked amazing, but it didn't really work out either time. It's it's just. It's again, it's a project player, it's a bit of the unknown, you know, we don't really have a lot to go off, that's the thing that I think when we're in the season that we're in and Neil Lennon keeps talking about experience, is this the type of player that you would like us to be going for at this point, Bud? I think, I mean, there's different players you can go for, but we've got to remember as well, we've what kind of experienced striker are Celtic going to be able to bring in on wages that's decent, that can do it? There's a balance there. We are ultimately going to have to take these kind of punts yeah. to get top class players or players that become top class. We're not going to be able to say, you know, go down to a top English team and say, yeah, we'll take that 28-year-old striker off you. It's not going to happen. We don't have the money to pay for it and we don't have the wages, or the money to pay for the wages either. So it's, it's not to say we can't ever buy a 28-year-old uh, striker, but the chances are it's going to be no that great a 28 year old striker well, we were, we've obviously been heavily linked with like, a few strikers I think the main other one was the Spora guy who was meant to be he's meant to be on the verge of signing for Sporting Lisbon but again that's quite not that's not quite been over the line yet I think he is 26 I believe yep. um, and it's kind of it sounds like from what I've read he's obviously because of his uh, because of his age he's maybe more of a proven player and proven goal scorer but he would have commanded a higher fee we're maybe talking about 8-9 million rather than the would have we pay 3 3.5 for Clamava so there is a bit there was a clearly a bit of a decision there what way to go and we've went some people will say for the cheaper option Kieran what would you have went for the 21 year old maybe unproven bit cheaper or would you have went for the 26 year old they could maybe you've got to pay more for, but well, I mean, it's proven in the fact of we sp- we spent nine million pound on Eddie. Now it seems to be out there quoted that he's getting close to thirty million pound. So you c- if you pay a bit more for a player, you can develop them further and you can make more money on them. Whereas if you go kind of smaller down, it's more of a gamble because they're that young. They're not pro. I mean, it's the Polish league. It's, it's seen out there the same way the Scottish league. The Scottish league isn't really. Thought upon, thought upon in Europe. So I suppose the only thing with Eddie, though, we did have him on loan first, yeah. so we had a chance to look at him before we, you know, I still think there was, the money. I still think there was a risk paying nine million pounds. Yeah, for Eddie. absolutely. But what I'll say about Sporar as well is, he failed when he went to Basel. He went abroad, it didn't work, and he went back to Slovenia. So there's a big risk. I, I still think there's a risk there. It went, if you're if you're going to pay five million pounds for the guy, I think if the press reports are to be believed as well. He didn't want to come to Celtic. Now, the other thing as well, you're referring to Klamala as a project. I don't think we know if he is or he isn't. I mean, there is a bit of an unknown quantity about the guy. Yeah, and by all accounts, last season he wasn't particularly good, and it's this season that he's really came out of his form. So I think there's definitely going to be an element of 
can this guy do it? He, mm. he might, he might yeah. be in. What, what, what I mean by project is, is you're, you're getting a player who you you do have to put in a bit of development time with to get him to his peak. He's not there yet. It's just whether at this point with the league the way it is and you know going for the 10 and all that, should we be splashing out? Because you know we've we've debated this for years about how Celtic are kind of stockpiling some cash away for a rainy day. Well, that rainy day surely is yeah. pretty much Winning now, is it not? It depends. I mean, a lot of the support people, I think, well, I wouldn't say we're panicking. I think you're panicking, if I'm being honest. But we're a bit nervous because there's a, what appears to be a genuine challenge, even though if you go back a year, we were in the exact same position. So it appears to be a genuine challenge. So there's a nervousness about it. But whether we like it or not, Lennon's the manager and maybe he's got largely got faith in his squad with some key additions in January is going to be enough to see us over the line. I think our natural reaction always is whenever something doesn't quite go our way is to maybe throw money at it. Would I like to see us sign someday for a higher fee? A bit like you were saying, Kieran, you pay that bit more, you're going to get proven quality and you might get the money back. Aye. But then again, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. There comes, a, there comes a time Cosgrove, aye. There comes a time where you probably need to trust in the management and the scouting team and then if they mess it up, it's on them. But, you know, we could sit here and we even talked about it the other day. You can't think, there's nobody off the top of your head who you can immediately think that you could go and get realistically and come in and make a difference no that that's true and, and i think you make make a good point as well about the fact that the the one bit that gives me a wee bit of confidence in the signing of Klamala and sorrow as well is that clearly they have been scouted these aren't big names they're not playing in an obvious league we've obviously had to go and do our work and do our research fair enough sorrow i mean do do that and just went here here's here's your boy here but I think we've obviously put in the time and it maybe hints to a bit of an improvement behind the scenes. I remember, you know, a year ago um, when the rat left and we had, you know, all the turmoil of, of staff members leaving and failed transfer windows and, you know, we had a lot of speculation about what on earth is going on behind the scenes. Is there a strategy? Who's calling the shots? Maybe it looks like we're starting to put those things right, Bud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and on Klamala as well, there's there's been a few pods available at patreon.com slash nightmanitesynic um, where Alan Edgar, um, who does a lot of our uh, kind of tactical stuff, he was able to watch every single action that Klamala took. So literally any time he had the ball and did something, he's watched that. Um, one of his, he said he looked very good, but one of his uh, flaws was he was saying he, he just, he likes to take a shot, even if it's not the best decision. I love you Jam. Yeah, but well, um, but f- well, for me, I was thinking actually that could be useful for Celtic because we play against teams that line up 10 people in the box. Sometimes you've got to have someone that's willing to take a dig. Yeah, I th- I think he, from what mm. I what I read as well, he's t- the type of player who likes to play off the shoulder, run into space, really stretch defenders, which is obviously in contrast to Eddie's game. Kieran, would you be tempted to play both of them, and see how they do as a partnership? Um, I'm not sure because I think the game on Saturday um, on Saturday showed that we're still not kind of getting to grips with playing two up top. Um, 
at times I think Eddie got lost a wee bit, so I, I'm not sure if they're really at a level where the, the squad's comfortable with playing two up top. I think they prefer playing just the one, with the one off them, and it's, it, it's a change of dynamic for the team, which the quality of the players, they should be able to change to that. It might be a personnel thing as well, because we've tried Griffiths and Eddie and it's not worked. You've got you've got a couple of things there as well, though, because um, the game at the weekend, we had that 4-4-2 four, four, with the diamond. We did not have a lot of width, and that was you know partially down to the personnel that were available due to injuries and selling all our wingers. But um, there's also the three-five-two. The question there then is, do you have enough centre backs for that? Since we're struggling, I mean, you're, you're raising points. That we're going to talk about, but it's great. It's just a, it's the host on you, you know. Um, it just means as well is it, is Kamala going to become the second striker behind Eddie then ahead of Griffiths up and towards the end of the. Last year there, we were, Griffiths is, was struggling to get it back into form. He's went and scored on Saturday. I don't know if that now gives Lennon something different. I don't know if this Kamal was brought in to kind of, in essence, almost replace Griffiths because he's not kind of getting back to his form. It is amazing with Griffiths, you know, the change that a goal can make. I mean, he's getting pilloried on, on social media by his own supporters because his, you know, his own... Uh, Twitter posts and things when Clamara was signed and how it kind of looked petulant um, and then suddenly he scores a goal and everybody loves him again you know it's, it's a bit That's odd that, that is the fickleness of fans though I know you're kind of like that you're up and down and absolutely like. and I mean we can't also forget though that Griffiths in December every time he came on he was pretty deplorable to be honest with you mm. but the thing was he, was he wasn't even given a lot of minutes at times he was coming on for 10 minutes and it's like how can sometimes how can players get into a game especially a striker yeah. get into a game with such a short length of time the thing about Griffiths though is you're absolutely right he's maybe not had that a lot of that game time although going back to the point we made because of how intense this season is this season and next season is likely to be it's difficult to bring players in, even guys like who have the, uh, Griffiths that have done it in the past, yep. you know. But his performances, his performances have been, you know, when he has come on, he's shown so little. Do you know what I mean? That he's got to understand to an extent why he's being questioned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, to have such a high profile, you know, um, absence from the team where you know his head wasn't in the right place in the club gave him time and things like that. People are going to rush to an assumption and say, the guy's not got it, got it anymore. Do you know what I mean? And he changed those guys' minds. The only way for him to do it is to score goals. But the opportunities are going to be limited, so he has to take them. And if he's got a young guy like Klamala, who is an unknown quantity, if he comes in and takes those opportunities, he is going to find them far more limited. So he's in a difficult position. The only thing he can really do is knuckle down when he gets a chance. He did that on Saturday. His all-round game was maybe wasn't good, but getting in the goal, uh, the, the the goal sheet was a big thing for him. So Would you own him I said for the that, rest of the season? I, I said that the other day. Not at the moment. If we got like a a veteran in to see us over the line for the next six months, um, maybe if I'm that w- if that would do him good. You're confident in Bio. Well, that's what I say. I'm I not. I'm not confident in Bio being yeah. a third striker. He's I think he's more enti- he should be more entitled to go out and loan for the rest of the season to get some game time than more Griffiths and keep Griffiths as your th- uh, potentially your third choice like one of the three anyway. I think most people would agree on that. I I disagree. I would have I would have Bio as 
the third choice rather than Griffiths, to be honest with you. I'd, personally, I think that Griffiths would maybe benefit from going into a team where he's the main man again. And, you know, he's playing up front, he's playing every week and, yeah, build up his confidence. But it would take massive cojones from uh, Neil Lennon at this point to put him out on loan for the rest of the season. Because if he scores goals somewhere else, we don't score goals, lose the league. Because the problem is that... Everybody says, well, you sent Griffiths away. Because that leaves us with Eddie, who scores the goals, Kamala, who we don't know yet, and Bio, who doesn't score enough goals, mm. so the, the the support will panic going. Hold on a minute. So you've seen the striker, but you're getting rid of one who we know can have the form and can score the goals. Granted, he's not doing it yet, but maybe this new striker will be a kick up the ass for Griffiths, yeah. which potentially could have shown us on Saturday. But also helps a team take points off them. Yep. We Aberdeen signing or something like that. I'll do. Yep, that's true. Um, he was a wee bit. He was unlucky as well because. December was the time he could have got that chance if he was fully fit and ready to go. Yeah. He got a couple of games, but in fact, we ended up with Morgan up front. Really, December was Lee Griffith's time to I, shine. I think that probably fed into people's perception of him. The fact you had Morgan playing there, okay, he scored against Wren, I think he played against Ross County and he had a couple of nice touches, but when it came to the crunch, we saw how far out his depth was and the fact that he's probably going to leave in January. I think that magnified in many people's eyes Griffiths must be done the thing is though despite the fact that Morgan came in you know when we talk about December we only lost one game Aye. in December the very last one and we'd played what eight, eight others before that and won them fair enough we didn't play very good football good. to be fair and the performance performances weren't, weren't good enough but um, the other player uh, we've mentioned before but um, we've not kind of highlighted much about him is uh, the boy Soro that we're signing um, now he's coming from the Israeli league um, Dudu Dahan's got a connection to him although I don't think he is his agent or I think it was as soon as we were going to buy him it wasn't like he's been his agent for a while but I think right. my understanding is he deals with major transfers out of Israel so it's it's probably yeah. just this boy's Get you want to move, you go to Dudu. Come to me. Aye. I'll, I'll sort you out, pal. So he is... Um, Sounds like a crime cartel or something like that. I know, it does, eh? Mm. Boxing in the 50s. He's... Um, boxing in the 2020s. <laughs> Allegedly. So Allegedly everything that we said there. Oh, absolutely. Um, Soro um, is defensive midfielder. Pretty much that's it from what we've read and, and seen. He's not someone who's going to be playing in multiple positions. It's... That's him and holding midfield in the Scott Brown role. So Boud, you know, another another let's say project, a player who's not at his peak. He's gonna need time to get there. Shut up, I love it. Um, does he get the game time? Will we even see him this season? Depends how good he is, but I think we all agree we need somebody that can give Brown a rest. He, you know, he, as much as Brown has been really great this season, earlier in the season he. It wasn't so great, but um, when we do we rest him though? Because this is something that we we keep saying we need to give him a rest, and then even us, even us, when the when the, when a game comes up, because right now we need to win every game. None of us are really dropping Brown. No, but um, but we're going to need to at some yeah, point, surely. It's like anything you can 
if you know, if we go to Kilmarnock and we're beating them three nil, four nil at half take time, him off, take right. him off, give Sorrow his chance. He's not going to fuck the game up so much that we lose it. <laughs> <laughs> if he does, yeah, well, and then you know, but uh, th- then you, you get to see him, and if he's good enough, you give him another chance when you want to. Uh, see, you're saying that he plays in Brown's position. I don't necessarily think that's true. That seems obvious. <laughs> but I reckon it could be either Brown or McGregor. Now, either one of them is both going to play. With McGregor, though, you can play him further forward. right? So, in terms of Soros playing style, we've all seen the YouTube video. Big fan. Big fan of the YouTube video. Aye. So, if he comes in, right, and, and then obviously if we're moving to the 3 5 2. It, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to play with two natural, you know, wide men. Well, obviously, if we play with the fullbacks, you know, going up and down, but there might be sp- there might be space in the middle. And the reason I think he's moving to three five two is because we were overran a bit in terms of the uh, the midfield yeah. against against the derby, game. Uh, the, the derby game. So when there might be might there be a role for him in there? I, I possibly at some point. I don't think it's simply a case of he, uh, Soro or Brown plays if he signs. So there, there, there might be options there, but um, I don't know. We'll wait and see. My my fear with it is if he comes over, it's another Kwasi. Kwasi was brought. Yeah. Well, he was signed and he was going to fit into the team and he was going to be a first teamer. We've, we've not seen him. We've not seen him in nearly what, 18 months. Aye, but we can't not buy another holding midfielder because one didn't work. That's but then if we weren't doing that with Brown, what's to say? Like we said, we never see Brown getting dropped. Yeah. Th- games he should be there's games there's even games where we're winning and he can come off but we don't seem to do it we just seem to constantly put Brown out is there, it, there is it Brown's decision it, it, it could be Brown saying like, do you know what I'm at, I'm at my age just now I'm still in peak condition I can still play 90 minutes but the other thing is though you can't have a player with a stranglehold in a position like that and not you know it's as if he can't be Challenged in his position, and that's and not you right. You need is, competition. Yeah, not only regardless of you if you're a captain, but we also know that at some point he's going to stop playing, and you don't want to then have nobody there. You want to yeah. Yeah. somebody that's been in the team and been playing some games at least. You've got a bit of continuity. Absolutely, but I think I think a lot of us, to be fair, when we spoke before the transfer window uh, opened, um, that position was one that I think quite a f- quite a few of us wanted us, us to strengthen in. Again, same with a striker, and we've yeah. brought in Clamara. So, for for everybody, I'm going to go round quickly. If you had to make one, two more signings, because I don't think we're going to have too many more, where would you like to see them? Kieran, I'll start with you. Centre what positions? Centre half's getting a bit of a worry just now. We've technically only got two fit, and Ayer and Julian. Well, I suppose we've got Yuzo, but I'm not comfortable with Yuzo's performance on Saturday. I'm not comfortable with him coming back in just as yet. Mm. And Bitton's injured. And I don't think you play Yuzo at Kilmarnock with the artificial pitch. So, um, half. <coughs> just, just one more then? Nowhere else that you think needs it? Um, the centre-half, and I'd say on the wing, most most of the right-sided wing, because I don't really think of MD back and forth up now. That no, was Morgan, say. but if Morgan's gone... There is Shred and Azani. Hopefully they might come through. They are can almost a lot new signings because they've never really played for us. Yep. So We're going to talk a wee bit about them shortly. Boud, for you? Yep, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Centre-back, um, another uh, Ayer and Julian is our first two I'm delighted with, but we need another quality centre-back in there because suspensions, injuries, or if you want to play free at the back. Um, and right wing, yep. James Forrest, A, needs a rest sometimes. We've seen 
there. We basically had to play that formation at the weekend because there were no wingers. Um, but yeah, I think Forrest needs a break sometimes. He also a wee bit of competition. When he knows he's our first choice right back and probably our second or third choice uh, right back, sorry, right wing and left wing backup. Yep. It's lazy. Yep. Um, and just in case, again, he's injured or suspended or something, you want somebody that can come in. Yeah, for me, um, I, I would say centre half. Like you're saying with a right wing, yeah, I think we definitely need someone in to really challenge James Forrest again. We're pretty strong on the left with MJ and Elianusi for the rest of this season anyway, if, if we can get both of them fit for any period of time, which has obviously been a struggle. But um, I think James Forrest was particularly poor there, you know, f- laterally through December he wasn't very good at all wasn't really affecting things so I think having a bit of competition again to G him up might be might yeah. be worth it yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I would also like to see a wee bit more creativity in, in the midfield um, we're going to come on we'll talk about Tam later on but I think we need someone we need someone in the team with a wee bit of a spark further up the pitch Christy is for me he's a harrier He's going to press the line and all that sort of thing, but I don't think he's he's great on his own and making shots for himself, and he's brilliant technique to to score his you know score his own chances. I don't know about creating as many. I don't know what his assist numbers are like. He's a Harrier Jet, is what he is. Exactly. I know. I know what you mean, and it goes back to the. the, the, I know we'll come to Tam. We'll come and talk about him in a minute. But it is about that. uh, I can't wait. We'll we'll talk. It is about that creative spark. Now you can sometimes get that from the wings. We've had problems on the left in terms of fitness. Forest. Forest's inconsistency has been quite apparent this season. I was talking to a guy I work with a day. Uh, shout out to Jim Gallagher. Give him a shout out. Big Jim. Big, Big Jim Jimbo. Gallagher from uh, Sligo. Uh, or so he says. Um, I He was talking about, we were talking about when Forrest had a bit of competition. Um, that's when you got the best out of him. Um, Swifter was somebody uh, who was genuinely challenging for that right wing position. You might get more out of, uh, out of Forrest. But... He's usually, not in that if position you just now. usually if you usually if you offer him competition or a new contract, it perks up a bit. So um, either one. That's a bit. So that's nice. Isn't yeah, that's a bit. Are you saying he's all at the dosh again? Another one. James Forrest. He had some stinkers um, recently, but I think people were maybe overly critical of him, and I think it was because he was winning games single-handedly for a period. For us, he was outstanding. Then he became kind of okay, and then he became a bit shit. But I think people were jumping <laughs> on his back as soon as he was just playing all right. People were on him. If you remember, um, it would have been early last year when um, his form was. I mean, it was the game. I think I think we actually watched it in here. It was uh, Scotland Israel. Is oh. um, that when Chapters was here? It was. That's when uh, Big Chapters. Big Chapters Shout was here. Shout out to Michael Chapman. Shout out to the American men. Chapman um, still. Okay, that was a Scotland game, but the reason the reason I remember that is because he obviously scored the hat trick, and that was right at, the, at a really um, strong period for James Forrest for Celtic, as you say, where he was scoring goals that were winning his games, and he looked like a match winner every time he stepped on the pitch. Now that was post January last year. That was in the an important period where at Christmas time, New Year time, we had a challenge last season and then Forrest was a key key player in moving us forward. So 
maybe he's the potential's there for him to do that again, or maybe he does need somebody that's gonna um show um kinda push him forward uh, back into that in terms of somewhere in the right wing. But you you're identifying that as a weak position just now and, and like everybody else said, centre half, I think we need we need a bit of backup. Yeah, and you know, with there's been a few players um kinda leaving the club as well. Um so we've got Sinclair obviously went to Preston we quick word about Sinclair. Obviously, a fantastic servant. I think he'll, you know, he'll be long remembered for what he done at Celtic, especially in that first season. Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I think especially this season and maybe season before, people were getting a bit down in Sinclair. But especially, I think everyone was saying just seeing the videos or the highlights. I mean, he is he's going down as a club legend and absolute especially that invincible season he was absolute professional as well i mean he yeah. never he, i think he was that. a fantastic role model behind the scenes for the younger younger players just a, a shame maybe kieran that he never quite got to say a kind of proper goodbye and stuff at just the time he left as well yeah definitely um a shame he obviously never got more game time because there was some times where we were playing people like kind of morgan um at times where really Sinclair should have been playing, or MG was injured and Moy wasn't wasn't playing either, it was perfect for Sinclair to be playing. But for some reason, we would stick like Forrest in the left and put Christie in the right. When yeah. we know the qualities that Sinclair had had, but it was just a shame we never get more more time for us to see him. It's probably the the time for him to go though, wasn't it? So many Sinclair, I I mean it's um, again you always need to factor in his wage, and for. As he's, I mean, he started so high that it was a progressive decline for him. In his second season, he was still scoring goals, but you were always very, very well aware that when we signed him, he was viewed as a Premier League quality player that we were getting. We were paying a big wage for him, and if he wasn't contributing at that level, you need to move that on. Remember, remember there was a lot of the salesman's pal about him when he came. The rat was gain at the old salesman's pal. Aye. Or that push, you know, like the shopping channel QVC stuff. This is an amazing pen. This is a Premier League pen. Or that push. Pens, don't you? I did. I bought a the few. Other, the other thing as well, I think I, I do feel the club messed up in the summer because I, f- I do believe they triggered that he's extra year to try and sell him in the summer. Yeah, it's it smells of that because yeah. he barely played, and I think they thought, well, we can't let him walk, let him walk away for free. He had an extra year on his three years. That they triggered. Well, Alex Neil looked did. Like they were trying to see. They were potentially wanting to see him. Cause I think Preston were, were Preston. Yeah, Alex in the Neil was saying that Preston were actually interested in signing him in the summer, but they couldn't get the deal over the line. So I think maybe that was initially the intention, but then I think just because of other circumstances at the time that Celtic thought, no, we actually can't let him go to now. I think he was. I think he's uh, was uh, his partner, Huffy. Uh, God, I can't remember her name. Helen Flanagan. Helen Flanagan. I think... Right in there, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, From what I gather in the press and that, she was pretty happy in Glasgow, so unsettling the family was a a consideration as well. I don't... What what I'm saying is when he took that extra year was triggered, I don't think he was particularly unhappy because he seems to have an affinity for the club. Settled in the city. Maybe have one more last crack at getting his place back. You see the shining lights of Preston and what... You know, who's going to reject that? There are worse towns in Lancashire. I'll oh. take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are. That's how bad that, that's a fact. towns in Lancashire. That's a stat. Um, the other kind of the other departures, although not quite confirmed yet, but we're basically any day now. Um, Lewis Morgan, who 
as you rightly said earlier, Samani, he actually has featured and has been a part of the first team, um, especially obviously in the, the cup game, playing up front and all of that sort of thing. You know, he was kind of out in the cold, came back in, was suddenly starting quite a few games, kind of looked as if maybe his Celtic career was going to kick on, but over the, the winter break he is um, on the verge of moving to Inter-Miami, Bowd. I mean, you can't say no to that, can you? Oh, wait a minute, Beckham's team? B- before you speak there, are we sure that's a real team? As it's David Beckham's, Beckham's team, team. Inter Miami. It's a new yeah. franchise. <laughs> I remember being a AC Denver. Did they just take uh, teams from Italy and <laughs> put it next to a US city? See, when I was a wee guy, I remember me and my pals making a football team. We used to design the badges and then we stuck them with pins on the uh, t-shirts and like you know Girl-like made t-shirts. like a whole brand out of it. And Inter was always in the name. Went it. It was like yeah, it was a very famous one. Used into in the into your mouth. Side. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Um, we were young. So fair play, to David Beckham. He's made a wee team. But for Lewis Morgan's but point of view, you're gonna go there. Come on, just you don't knock that back. Sunshine. Quickly go back. David Beckham, AC Milan player, designs his own team and calls it Inter Miami. That's disgusting. He's not gonna call it AC Ma- Miami, is he? Why not? That's like me going to fucking Denver and inventing the Denver Rangers or something. It's just it's not it's not done. Me being a ex Celtic football player. But <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. It's disgusting. Inter Miami. I'd like to focus on the player going is and leaving us. Is he in the MLS or are they? No, it's the down from that. Is it? <laughs> no, they're gonna be in the MLS. No, yeah, they, yeah, they are. Is it NESL? They bought their way in. Ah, you just flash it's it up a bit. It's all about I'm doing the replace, money. They must have replaced somebody though, because it doesn't really have any relegation. I don't think. Ah, <coughs> uh, fuck knows. Who cares? But anyway, Lewis Morgan's going. Both. What do you think? Is uh, is that you know? Is it the right decision from the club to let a player who was featuring go, or should we have kept it? Because it's not as if fair enough. We're going to make a wee bit of a profit on it, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's maybe about <laughs> six hundred thousand pound. It's not much. So it's you know. not a huge amount, but um, I don't think anyone here thinks Lewis, me Lewis, um, was gonna was gonna you know break into the first team. He's got Moy and MG ahead of him this season. I I, I did. He looked. I think Morgan looked all right, but he just he wasn't good enough to be a striker for us. The left wing, he was struggling to get in the team. This maybe helps us build little bridges to the MLS as well. Get a wee Celtic player in there. We've also got Ronnie. We've got GMS. Build that brand. <laughs> Sell some strips to the Americans. Get what whatever good players they might have at any point. Use no, a corporate cash cow. Oh, We're just trying to all about the bottom line. Part. I'd like to say this just now. I'm talking to Brian McManus and Christian Wolf out there, very quietly. Ronnie snuck off to New York and they'll paint it as a oh you can't bit like you did you can't no go to New York didn't I do too I well in his second spell in Norway did he it was a ratty move is he that what you're snuck saying? out yeah, well like that and Ronnie, he snuck Ronnie out the, the back rat. door he snuck out the back door what was it Valerenga he was the manager of oh, he couldn't even remember in the end they're about 43rd in the, the, the top league there so <laughs> all I'm saying is he's already in the, in the pub in New York with a pint in his hand and all that doing that Get a new bird. Um, so, <laughs> the other two departures. So, Jack Hendry, um, fan of the show. We're a fan of his. Uh, Jack Hendry is off mm-hmm. to Melbourne. Melbourne Victory. Uh, somewhere. No, uh, is no? it Melbourne Victory? I, don't, I think it's a Melbourne City, maybe. Is that part of the City group? Part of the Man City? 
because I, I I know they've got a team in. Aye, um, I, I have no idea. They've got a team in Australia. I wonder if it's if it's that one. Uh, hopefully not, unless their scouting's broke. But uh, yeah, so Jack Henry f- finally going. Good good deal for everybody. I mean, I know it's only on loan, but you know, gets a guy some game time as well. Aye, bit of sun. We don't care, Brian. Um, and the other player is O'Connor, not O'Connell, like I put in the rundown, but uh, the young centre half that we signed from Man United that we never gave an opportunity to. He's yeah, going man, to Partick Thistle on were, loan. You were calling for him to be in the team. Well, I'm going to come to that because you know we've got injuries, so I, I want to I want to bring him back into the conversation later. But first team foot, first team football. First team football. Good, yeah. good for him. Um, it was linked to Oxford, but which then they think they're going for promotion in League One. But Partick Thistle, will, I mean, if he gets game time there, competitive league just now as well. So aye, well, aye. first team. Football, I mean, that's what you need. Um, so with those players going, is there anybody else that anybody thinks that is there any more deadwood that we really want to be getting out the door at this point? I mean, I'm looking at the list of names just now. Um, you know, those are probably some of the more obvious ones. You're going to point to Tam here. You're a scumbag. No, I'm not. <laughs> Aye, yeah. I wasn't. Johnny Hayes? No. No? Keep going up. Who are you? Kuasi? Aye, where is he? There he is, yeah. Kuasi? Johnny <laughs> Hayes? We keep Kouassi, Johnny Hayes? I think so. That's probably, it's not happened but now. we don't even know, though. That's I the think thing. It's, it's not like happen. we can say we've seen Kuasi a lot and we don't think he's good. We've just no seen him. I'm blaming the rat. Aye, I mean, that's yeah. fair. Everyone will accept that. Of course it's fair. Um, it, I suppose the only new point maybe send back was Bauer, but then we got El Ahmed out. It's I'm not going to send him back. That's shady. That's trying to say that he's been terrible, he's not. Uh, he's just not been great. I don't, I don't think there's anyone in the main squad other than that that you would... Yeah, and to to bring O'Connor back into it, um, and obviously Keel mentioned this earlier when we were talking about positions that need to be filled. Right now we have got... <laughs> It's not far away from a bit of an injury crisis, a number of players that have been out there now, but obviously the game at the weekend, um, which we are going to talk about, um, Beaton started the centre-half um, and went off injured very early on, um, and Jozo came on to replace him. We don't have many centre-halves, obviously Ayer was out, so really that only left a fully fit Julian. Um, Ayer is now back in training along with MJ and in the squad for tomorrow night but we'll talk about that when we come on to the game it's, you know should we have maybe kept O'Connor as yeah. a centre half option I at this point so, unless we're going to go out and buy one yeah and the other thing as well is, as far as we can tell he seems to be a right back when he plays um, for Ireland he'll play where he's fucking told that's true you'll get to because I know it's hard to shit on Yozo but that was <laughs> such a such a he's always per- moving poor performance on Saturday. I mean, the, the two or, the two or three chances this one came was because I hadn't been his just decision making. and He was just fucking yeah, running into people. Yeah. It wasn't great. But I know I know he's rusty. He's been out for quite a while, and it was before he got injured. We were kind of not getting too excited, but he was starting to perform, and he was actually playing quite well. And then get injured, so I thought it was a case of we need to wait from a couple of games to kind of get the rustiness off, and then maybe perform. Do you think there's an argument there for keeping O'Connor or do you nah. think it just clearly shows he wasn't ready anyway? No, I, th- I don't think, again, it all comes back to how h- intense this season and next season is going to be. You can't throw the long-term plan completely out the window on the basis that they might get some game time. 
Do you know what I mean? You need to allow these guys to develop. They've obviously been bought for the future. If we need um, cover at centre half, we should probably get somebody in who's able to go straight into the first team. And sorry, I just think right now, I think that's the priority yeah. for a signature right now. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the Partick game. Um, obviously, we're playing, playing Partick so first. I as well. The kind of last thing about him getting out as well. It's proven well. We look at Christie, look at McGregor. Going out away from Celtic and getting a first well, team and right. Ayer, uh, getting game time with another team and getting more experience has, has, has worked so well for those three I players. Ju- they are now becoming first team players for the for Celtic now. So going I out. I just wonder if he sees it like that. You know, because we, we we were talking about it before we we started recording about um, Kieran Devlin, obviously our um, our athletic. Uh, cor- I don't even know what it's we call fair. him. Yeah, correspondent <laughs> or what? He's like, curious no. fingers and all the pies. You just get one in the name of the pie and one in the athletic pie. Uh, cracking guy, brilliant writer. Um, but he was saying at the time when was we that, were that sounded sarky. I want you to clarify oh, if that was genuine. Oh, was, that, on that. was that a dig? He's a brilliant writer. No, he didn't mention his podcasting abilities. Excellent podcast. The agenda, which I, I don't sh- believe you've been on. Is that just a snide dig at the agenda? No, I've been, I've been on. Have I been on, on once? No, nah, probably fucking not. I can't. I'm not on the Patreon very much. That's why I don't talk about it. Yeah. You've got your um, own show, Louis. Yeah, once a month for fuck's sake. Aye, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, um, <laughs> but Kieran was saying when when we signed the likes of Afal Abbey and Frimpong and stuff at the the um, in the summer, he was saying that he's been told from reliable sources, uh, Celtic sources, that um, these players were not just for the future, but they were actually for the here and now and would be featuring this year. And really, Frimpong is the only one that's got that chance. The likes of Afarabi, the striker, uh, O'Connor here, you know, they've not had the opportunity. I wonder if it was, as Kieran said, that they had been promised some game time and it's not happened, or if his sources were straight about it. I don't know if a corner was part of that. Afal Abbey and, and um, Frimpong, definitely. And Afal Abbey, to be fair, he wasn't fit in December, which is where he would have most likely got that game time. And then Partick Thistle in the Cup probably is a good game to give a young striker a, a game or a young forward a game. But with uh, Kamala coming in, with Griffiths where he is, I, I think you can understand playing those players but yeah, he's supposedly a very young hot talent and you know he came to Celtic because he can hopefully get game time before he would have had a yeah you know a, a welfare club well we we will talk about obviously the, the party game then I mean we, we were playing them in the Scottish Cup at the weekend uh, at Furhill and we came away 2-1 winners um, up 2-1 there's a couple of Shocking refereeing decisions, but we'll, we'll kind of not dwell on them too much. Um, but before well. the game, fucking Mason. <laughs> oh, of course. I um, but before the game, there was a lot of talk about the likes of Arzani and Shved possibly making an appearance because they had been quite heavily featured in the club's uh, social media posts and things when they were Lennon out in Dubai. Shred, I think yeah, and, and Lennon had commented on both of them. Uh, in reality, it was only... Shved didn't make the match day squad. It was only Arzani that did, and he was on the bench. Did come on, though. Um, the lineup was Fraser Foster and Goal, Frimpong, Julian, Beaton, Taylor... 
Uh, Brown changed to a diamond uh, in the middle of the park, so as uh, someone mentioned earlier, we didn't really have much in the way of width, but again, that was because we had our million wingers out. Um, so we had Brown and Cham, McGregor, and then Tom Rogic at the top of the diamond. Great to see the big man back. And then Griffiths and Eddie up front. Um, what did you think about the lineup, Chris? Did you expect more changes than that? Would you have liked to have seen the likes of Arzani and Shved possibly start a game with us? Um, because of the way Lennon was talking about them, I thought one of them might have got the nod just to see how they, they, they played. Um, didn't have too many problems with the lineup. Strong enough without um, you know, without worrying about it. We bit of tinkering obviously in terms of the formation and having two up front, but <coughs> a weighty thistle is a sort of game where you can try that sort of thing. Did you think it worked? Mm, no, um, but <coughs> I think I don't think it worked. But see, when you change formation like that, it's, it, it, you can do it as much as you want in training. But I think you need to get used to it and used to it in a match situation. Problem we've got then is: do we have the time? Do we have the the space in order to bed a formation like that in? I mean, would you roll the dice and do that against Kilmarnock on Wednesday? Maybe not, and that might be the problem. Um, but doing it against this wasn't a bad thing. In the end, it didn't cost us or anything like that. Um, but we're obviously looking at different things in terms of going forward, depending on what the opposition is. Bout, what did you think about the, the lineup and and specifically the the change of formation? Did you did you expect to see that? Were you did you think that was a welcome change? Maybe because of the the negativity surrounding the game against Rangers and the the lack of midfield bite. Yeah, I I think a lot of people would have been happy to see. 4-4-2 and two up front um, I, I really think it was more as much as I think Lennon's maybe been thinking about that and how we can um, get a bit more in midfield I think this was more just the fact we had zero wingers available um, other than maybe Arzani and Shred um, and I think we'll wait we'll need to see is Arzani better on a winger is Arzani better as, as a kind of number 10 I think that's yet to be, be seen but um I agree with Sir Manny. I don't think it worked in as much as maybe it could start to work with a bit more game time. Personally, this season isn't the time to be fucking about with that. We don't have any room for error. So I, I wouldn't personally want to see that again unless we're absolutely forced into it. Kieran, what did you think of Arzani? Well. The only thing with that formation, you're, uh, you're seeing a bit more bite midfield. It didn't really give any more because it was the same players in there. It was still Brown, McGregor and Cham, so it's not... Just in a smaller area of the pitch, though. Potentially, yeah, but it's not It's not the type of team you want to play against that you need to have any kind of bite. You want more uh, fluidity and a bit more creativity because it's a lesser quality team you're up against, so you, you'd rather be having more of the attacking style players in there than you do the want the hard working because it's not really really required I think I think I agree with that to an extent Kieran. I think and I think for that to have been more successful you, you, your number 10 which was obviously Tam on Saturday Tam had played better than he had for, for a while but I think you need a lot more from him in that position in terms of playing against a packed defence if you've got somebody in there whose job is just to create and they're protected by the, the midfield two behind them, you really need more, and I don't think we got enough from them. I imagine we'll come and talk about that, but I I really do think that you need you needed something more 
in that 10 position in order for that to have been a bit more successful. Because also the problem as well is when you're playing such a kind of compact, tight formation against a team that normally is going to be relatively defensive, you're then just bogging down the midfield because you've got your two strikers, you've got your number 10, you've then got your diamond quite narrow. They're all in a really small part, especially when you're against this, so you're going to be almost in their last third for a lot of the game. Mm. So it's just too compressed and too compact, and that's why we weren't getting enough chances because there wasn't gaps taking a play balls through. And to be fair, there wasn't, like you've said, there wasn't the type of players playing that can do that. Yeah. And Cham and Tam at times don't play... They can great balls through, um, that they can, um, and that kind of fed more into Thistle, which is why we didn't score as many goals as we should do because we totally controlled that game, we totally bossed it, we had the possession. Thistle had a couple of chances, but that was down to our mistakes. It wasn't their their type of play. Th- yeah, I I think that. No, sorry, I'll just let you take back over in a second. Um, the fullbacks as well, especially Taylor wasn't as much of an attacking threat that you would need him to be in a formation like that. Frampong, less so than he has been in his early appearances. He did get to into the box and put that one back for Eddie that he miscued. But you really need them to be bombing up a bit more in terms of trying to get more uh, creativity. And I don't think we got that. To be fair to both of them, I think it's a, it's a different and maybe a more challenging role where you, you don't have Forrest and you know, MG or whoever it is in front of you uh, helping right, you with that. Yeah. It's, you know, the midfield was very narrow, so they had a, a, lot, pitch. Of, a yeah. lot of pitch to deal with. You see, we had no wingers, but we've not officially sold, sold Morgan yet, so even if there's a, a deal being negotiated, he's still a Celtic player. And oh, he he's already on Miami Beach, John. He should have been getting, he should have been getting used, which would give you, you could have played him in one wing and you can give Narzani or Schwed an actual start for them to kind of, like we said, cup game against Thistle, it's, a platform for them yeah he was yeah, I, I think you're right though I think he was getting the old short sleeve suit fitted out man so <laughs> you know you know that we would have <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lee Griffiths opened the score um, and then Cal McGregor got a goal as well but there was um, a controversy all over the place firstly Frimpong should have had a penalty yes pushed over in the box um, it was as blatant as day that's the thing I mean you can talk about there wasn't you know it wasn't um, massively forceful or whatever but it was a cl- it wasn't just a collision that made him fall the guy pushes him yeah. the guy goes out deliberately you know, tries to knock him he, off balance yeah, yeah. straight arm it's not, it's not an accidental he is intending to knock Frimpong over when he does it and he's getting the ball it's not as if the ball's trickling at a play and Frimpong's trying to buy a penalty uh, the ball was going that slow that he was getting to the ball but obviously when uh, running at pace the slight nudge puts you off balance it's a funny handshake club again but they they struck for a second time uh, Partick Fissel got their goal back from a penalty was it a penalty for you Chris? no Absolutely not, Chris. I'm not a Rangers supporter, no. Absolutely not, Kieran. No, Frim- I don't think Frimpong touched him. No, it was um, it was a travesty. Some shocking refereeing. See, see, to be fair, for like they come out sometimes and try and defend themselves. There's, there's, n- there was some decisions in this game that were just we couldn't defend at all. They, I mean, those as two blatant as can be. Those two were really, really quite key. Now. I think see if if right if if Frimpong um he's ad- adjudicated the situation don't know if that's the right word if he's judged the situation sorry and thought that Frimpong fouled him it's a red card yeah. you know he he books him he, the fact he just books him makes me think you you don't know what you're doing here so if he thought he, if, if he's the last man he's got to go 
but it wasn't a foul. It was terrible. The guy looked as if, I can't remember the name of the forward, but he looked as if he was too scared to take it with his left foot. Tried to go at it with his right, put it out of the park. Frimpong didn't touch him. He was off balance as well Aye. when he was taking the, the shot. Yeah. If he, even that, he was always kind of overstretching and he was going down before Frimpong was anywhere near him. Yeah, it's terrible. One thing, um, just quickly on Tam, to back him up. <laughs> um, you know, I think obviously he had some amazing touches and stuff like that. And, you know, f- feet. Amazing touches. Hands, hands for amazing feet. Touches. Yeah, hands for feet. Um but I wonder if it is maybe a hint from Lennon that he will feature more in the second half of the season, that he wants to get him in the team more. Um, obviously, Tam's got to do his bit, um, and he really does have to step up now if he's going to get the game time. But I think it's interesting to see that he is possibly going to get more of a chance starting that first game back. And, you know, how many games did Tam really start? But. Don't worry. I mean, I love Tam. I don't shit. Well, that was I'm the Tam bit over. Him, but he can technically go out through default. Because Christy was suspended. Christ, man, that's just the most Christy negative Rangers centric podcast. Tam's got more to do, Lee. All right. Right, we'll move I'm, on. I, I love Buddy Brown Town. Aye. Right. <laughs> he backs. He backs Tam up, and you still snipe back at Brown. I think we know the situation with Tam. We love him. Love him to get back to past glories. He's a diamond. Do we have faith he will? I don't. Anyway, uh, moving on. I love the you. I just no admitting it. Shut up. Um, so this, uh, well, actually tomorrow night, we are playing back in league action against uh, Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock are currently sitting seventh in the Scottish Premiership. They have lost all of their last five games uh, in the league. However, at Is the weekend... Is this the new manager's first game? The latest, somebody come in first First league game as a caretaker. Yeah. Uh, aye, he, he was in a kind of temporary caretaker role. Now he's in a semi permanent caretaker role. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so <coughs> they actually won 6 0 against uh, Queen's Park at the weekend in the Scottish Cup. Um, Six assists from Chris Burke. Yes, I did hear that. I did hear that. Um, do you think. Kilmarnock, what, what kind of threat do you think Kilmarnock posed? Do, do you think we should be at all kind of worried about it? Is this a tricky fixture? Because in the last couple of years it has been. It's a minor threat, Louis. It's a minor threat. Um, also a band. Yeah, that's the that's the gag. Um, no, but no. You didn't know that. So that's <coughs> no, I did. I was just pish. Anyway, crack on. Uh, no, obviously right now, just with the form that we've been on, um, you're, you're concerned going into any game, but Kilmarnock, we should be able to beat and we should be able to beat easily. Kieran, for you, are you at all nervous about a way trip to Rugby Park? I mean, I used to come out where when they were a good team, especially under Stevie Clark, but this season they've really not, they've just went so downhill from what they did the previous season. Um, the, only, the only worry is the plastic pitch. We seem to still struggle sometimes with playing on a plastic surface. Um, it's something I think they don't have a plastic surface up in the um, Lennox I don't believe but they're going to build a new one in the new uh, the, the old Barrafield so that's mm. maybe going to help them get see to be fair, we, we, like, we say this every year but there's been plastic pitches in no. the top league for years how can we not be used to it no idea Aye, but it's still just it not shouldn't necessarily it conducive to a team that plays great football and it's obviously no. going to be an advantage to a team that plays there every fortnight versus somebody that plays um, what is there, 
two plastic pitches in the league or whatever. It's four. Well, there's th- at least Ten. three. Livingston, Hamilton. Definitely a plastic pitch. No, it's Mirren, sorry. Livingston, Hamilton. Sorry, Hamilton are getting rid of it, aren't they? Are they? I think so. One of them are. They're getting the tough then? I think so. Jesus. Welcome to 90 Minute Pitches, where Mm -hmm. we discuss AstroTurf and paint. Mm -hmm. Um, So, team news uh, for us ahead of the game. Obviously, there was a press conference today. Um, Neil Lennon said that James Forrest is definitely out. No real loss. Uh, But we'll be back for the weekend. Right in your fucking face. (laughs) Right in your eye. (laughs) Come on, I'm trying to be snidey. And it worked. <laughs> um, Ayer and MJ back in the squad, so they are in contention to play. You, times. You, you would have to suspect that, as we mentioned earlier, with the dreaded pa- plastic pitch, that Jozo won't play in that with his dodgy kneecaps. So Ayer straight even back like, in. Even without that, Ayer was just go straight back in anyway. <laughs> yes. Well, you probably right. wouldn't rush him. Like, but it's a little fit. niggle, is it not? That you had. Was that a serious injury? He hadn't been out before Christmas. Phone a big man. Too many pints for a wolf, eh? Um, so <laughs> one each. I <laughs> <laughs> one each. Eh? Headaches all over the show. Um, and El Hamid is his injury. He's obviously still out. We don't quite know how long for, but it's not as severe as they maybe That's first not. thought. Yeah. Um, approach for the game. Obviously, they had a change of formation. Do you stick with that? What if you don't stick with that? What do you go back to? Do you just go back to, you know, four two three one, or would you like to see us play kind of three five two? Or? Depends if we've got the wide players. I mean, we're talking about Forrest being out. What are you yeah. going to do? Who, who are you going to put in the right? That's an Ozani or a Shred you or know, a Chris. No, Chris Chris is, he's suspended and he's still injured, isn't he? Three games of suspension. So you've got this you've got the position where you may be forced to change it. Um I I don't think we can go back to what we've been used to. Three five two it's about a pickle way. But it it's a pickle and it's a pickle we d- need to solve. Depending how fit MG is, I don't know if he can play on the right and then you could maybe have Griffiths already on the left with whichever Clamala or Griffiths already as a striker, depending. I was gonna say if, is it not sometimes was it not previously mentioned like when they played at PSG that Eddie liked to do almost like a kinda on style role yeah. where he'd like to come in from the left. But we've never ever actually no, tried he's, he's, that. We've had him on the left. He's played it. He played it in the left for a while. So we could we could potentially use that. But he's that, your that best striker, so you, yeah. it's just a constant right though, isn't it? So. Uh, and I'm saying MG. I don't know if MG would be. I'm trying to think if he's played on the right for us before. Just yeah. put Cal McGregor in the place that you need filled. Well, that's true. Right. Right. Stuff that helps. team full of technicians, pal. Tell Morgan to forget about the sunshine. You'll get one more game left. You really want to bring this boy? I just want what? I just want proper wingers. I don't want to shoehorn people in. For Miami Heat. The sake of it comes in, gets a hat trick, and then he's away. That would exactly. just upset you. What a, what a great sign off. Right. Unlikely, but uh, <laughs> so they, so then we're maybe going to be forced to go with the same sort of four four two with a diamond yeah, that we played at the weekend. Then less is is Bauer fit? Oh, I don't see why he'd be unfit. Then Frimpong in the right, maybe. Bauer is the right back. He's done that once, oh. actually. He has done that. Hello. Curveball. He did play Bauer right back and Frimpong right wing against somebody, but I can't really remember who. 
Oh. You cheeky article. I like that. I know, that's quite filthy, actually. And is Johnny Hayes injured? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he could play the left. Team? Well, he must be. Oh, because Lennon would Because you've got Johnny Hayes in the left wing, you can have Frimpo on the right. I know we're playing four fullbacks, but needs must. But they, I mean, those the two... The fullback formation. <laughs> that's what we should just go for. Um, those two, when push forward, that, I mean, they're great going forward, so Hayes wouldn't have to worry about D- defending. D- there was a few things on social media today that I saw about... It was apparently squad news, but I don't understand where people would have necessarily got this from. Maybe they do, maybe it comes out, I'm not sure. But it was saying that Bile was in. So Bile, Griffiths, Klamala and Eddie were in the squad, but Schved's been left out again. I don't know how reliable that is, but I saw, like... I remember we used to get the line-up 24 hours before every single day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the good old days with the leak. Absolutely. Um, Who was the leak? It was probably the rat. <laughs> it was Tam. Hey, Lee Congerton. Bloody, bloody Brown man. Um, anyway, it would be you know be interesting to see. I think I think Lennon, you know, Lennon likes to prove things right. If you know what I mean, I think he might persevere with this just to no. shoot. <laughs> well, let me he likes to prove things right. Aye, like if he gets criticism for doing something, he'll do it again just to prove That's that it works. Do you remember? I remember that my childhood when Neil Lennon presented How To with Carol Vorderman and Fred Diner. Likes to prove things. He's not going to do that. Fred Dinage, what is that his name? Dinage? You don't even know your own gang here. Doesn't matter. Moving on. Um, also, How To is probably cancelled. A little bit of a Native American thing going on that was. Well, I never thought about that. Aye, aye. Good call. Good call. ITV. Do you not remember that? No. How for now? It used to float things in water and that was crap. Anyway, move on. <laughs> this is nosedived. <laughs> um, right, so we're gonna go. What Frimpong is Frimpong playing right back or is it not? Where are we putting them? Back I'd four. Like What's right your back four? Actually, but I or Julian. Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor and Bauer. And Bauer for you. And then midfield. So if that's the case, then I take it we're going we're four, two, three, one. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. used to do. So what's three, three, depending on how it's so shaping the, up. So the two are Brown and McGregor. The one in front is who? Uh, Tam. Start him second game. It's too important mm-hmm. a game. It's in Cham. In Cham. Oh, Kitty. Tam can come on later on. No, Tam's got to start. That's that's bollocks. I'm not having that. And then for, uh, Frimpong, Frimpong, wide right. Yep. Johnny Hayes left. Johnny Hayes. Not MG? Dep- it says MG's ready to come in, but is he ready for the bench or is he fit? If he, if he's fit, take a throw th- him in there. Take a 30% fit MG to over. Fit, to be fair. Johnny Hayes. Um, and then on Hayes, but yeah. I know it's a bit snide. I like him, nice guy. That's the thing we we forget. Mike Mikey Johnson was the greatest player ever. Wear a Celtic strip for about five games before he got injured. So he was. I'm all he for was. him. Listen, if we can get, it's a bit like half of the team that we we spoke about um, on our fantastic podcast at the weekend. Um, that we've got so many players there that just aren't performing to the best of their ability. If we can get them to the best of their ability, then this squad is. Oh. You know, it's back there when we're we're ultra confident again. We're not worried about things, but you know we need players to play to the best of their capabilities. Um, 
Do we think, lastly on this game, before I get a prediction from you, do you think coming back after the you know the what happened in the last game before the the winter break in the league, do you think this game is important to put in a really good high level of performance and a high scoring result and maybe send a bit of a message? Keelan, I'll come to you first. Not definitely the performance. Not necessarily the high scoring. I mean, two or three goals. Um I think it's quite manageable. I don't think that a 5-6 trouncing is going to happen there. But definitely a, a dominant performance, um, but creating chances. We need to make sure we're creating a lot more chances. If it's shots from the edge of the box, we need to start getting a bit more into that as well because it's coming down to where we have to be, literally are going to have to win every game now for the rest of the season, potentially to win this league. Um, and it's becoming going to have to become really important that everyone chips in with goals. So, um, I believe that's that's what we're going to have to do tomorrow. Bout? Ah, you know, obviously, um, we've came off the back of a few poor performances. It'd be great to get a performance in, but right now, as we've been talking about, we've got injuries, we've got suspensions. Just getting the result, I think, is the most important thing. Performance would be fantastic, but I think the next couple of games, we just want to get three points on the board, and then we can think about where we go from there as more and more players come back fit and hopefully we add one or two but you yeah, don't really want scrappy performances because then that's going to start putting more pressure it's go, you're going to feel more yeah, pressure from the I fans I want to so win 10-0 every game no no, no I don't mean 10-0 but I mean we have to play good football as well we've got to play convincing football controlling the game Yeah, not just scrappy 1-0s yeah, or 2-0s but it's cool Monica can. away really the game that it's only going to click with well, I, I, think, I, I, I think personally I don't think it really matters about who the opposition is or where it is we're playing I think it's the first game back and I think we need to set the tone for the rest yeah, of the, the season and you come back you put in a bit of a statement performance hopefully win by a couple of goals and really show that we've got a bit of fight and a bit of you know there's a bit of courage about the team I think that's what people were looking for against Thistle a bit of a statement whereas Thistle was like every game in December basically now I think you're right I think probably ease tension and nerves we probably need to start putting in some nice performances like we did after the break last season but I'd take every game 1-0 I'd take every you know ultimately if we win move on you know it might not ease the tension or the anxiety that we've got around the whole thing it's just about winning and the, I don't know if it was you about or you Kieran that talked about that shitty pitch the plastic pitch is a major factor my only concern about tomorrow is Three points. Injuries, yeah. Three points. And, and well that as well, we're avoiding injury. Yeah. Very quickly before we, we finish because we're we're pretty much out of time here. Um we've had quite a few questions for once on the old Twitter box. Um so we're gonna very quickly go through a couple of them. Uh first one, um Bowd, I'll come to you with this. Um Jamie sixty seven asks uh, if Sorrow comes in and hits the ground running and proves to be more effective than Brown as a six do we thank Brown for the memories and get him planked down on that bench? Or do you see Lennon keeping his potentially less effective mate starting almost every game? Tremendous question, um, Jamie. I mean, it's not going to happen. Nobody's going to come in and be better than Brown. But uh, I think you're right. I think You're right. He said you're right. Uh, no, Lennon, uh, we'll take, no, Lennon no, clearly has his favourite. So I think it'd be very hard for Soro to, um, even if he was playing better than Brown, it'd be very hard for him to knock him out of that team entirely. Um, Kieran uh, Kieran underscore Celtic friend of the show um, he asks how's Jamie 
As is Jamie, of course, absolutely. Um, Kieran says, how confident are you all about winning this league? Kieran, give me a percentage. Between S- 1 and 100, Kieran. <laughs> 70, 75% confident we'll do it. Bowditron. 110%. <laughs> Sir Manny. He's on the Kool-Aid. So you've just you jumped me with that extra 10%. Bowditron's been on the Kool-Aid. 111%. No. Jesus Christ. Right, a real percentage go. 90. 90? <laughs> what about you? It's a boy in the 90s. <laughs> no, how dare you? Um, I'm about 84. <laughs> 84% I'm going to go. Um, yeah, but that, you know, that can all change. Um, last question. Um why can't well it's not really a question it's more of a comment from Anthony Harris he says why can't Celtic bring in three loanees that would walk into our starting 11 forget the cost as we have one chance at this it's an 18 week project is there a case to just go here let's go gung ho and really assure I'm I mean, not we against could, that we, well, could, we well, could go buy the title there was, there was rumours that um, Spurs wanted 5 million to loan Wanyama which is bargain madness. And Andy's wages on top of that. Yeah, though. that's madness. Mad bargain. Um, and the other thing as well, loans, I mean, Moy, you know, injury aside, has been a fantastic loan signing. Usually our loan signings don't work out too well. Obviously, Eddie and Fraser Forster back in the day are exceptions, but, yeah. And a lot of times when you get loan players, you're getting loan players from teams where they're not actually playing. Aye. So not it's in form or having a lot of game time in their... Obviously, but they're a better quality of player, so that would help us. But it's like anything, if you can get one. the right guy, I mean, there might be some little gem that's never going to get in the Man City team, but we could take up and with improve our team. <laughs> Aye, his name is Paddy, but he's a builder now. Uh, so, Manny, we all know, we, so all, Manny, what about you? we all know that the missing piece of the puzzle is Paddy Roberts, but unfortunately, he's lighting up. He's fucking shades. He never wanted to sign for us. That's the cold hard truth of it. Do you know who he's better he than? He was only ever on loan. He's better than? And now he's hurling himself about the championship. Do you know who he's better than? Tam. Right. What? what? No, he's not. Of course he is. Anyway, crack on. Answer the comment. Um, Buy the title, take a bit of risk. I bet it, that's easier said than done. See if the, there was three players out there that we could get to do that. Of course you would do that. Talked about this before. Bellamy. Brought in to get us over the line, didn't. Keen brought in to get us over the line, didn't. So we needed both at the same time, that's where we went wrong. My memory is... Preach. Preach, My is not good, but yours are probably is. Who was the last successful loanee we brought in January to get us through the rest of the season? Well, last season, actually, Timo Weah was decent. He wasn't oh, outstanding. Oh, Oliver Buck, Jeremy Tolliant. Yep. Jesus. I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that, you know, the... Where's my right back? You know. It's the eighth of January. And it's uh, where's my right back? Uh, panicking. They've sent Jermaine Defoe and Glenn Kamara. Anyway, and then waiting on that transfer deadline, it was getting. It was, I don't know. It was about half ten at night, and Jeremy Tullian just appeared out of nowhere. Was I alone in thinking he would be good? <laughs> no, I no, wasn't. You were not. <laughs> So uh, I suppose that's the thing when you get a, a name from a big club or whatever. Is it might not work Bundesliga? out. They're, they're ripping the arse at us. I know. I know. We'd, well, him, we'd the fucking the centre back that nobody ever seen. Uh, oh, Comper. 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 Aye. Wonder uh, what he's up to these days. 
But uh, anyway, who turns out is one of the best strikers in the world, but <laughs> couldn't he kick a fucking ball for us? Fucking Bundesliga. Not a lot better. Um, anyway, that's we signed Johansson in, in January as well. That's true. Well, he was he was he was a success for about an hour. Aye, that's true. It wasn't alone though. Or were you just seeing any January signings? Yeah, yeah. Aye, we kind of moved on. Didn't yeah. we? Anyway, let's move out. Um, this has been fantastic. Uh, Kieran Harren thank you very much. Enjoyed as always. Chris Bowd, it's your house, but it's it's also y- your show. Been an absolute pleasure. You can thank you. Come to my house anytime you want. Thank you. you can come in my house anytime you want. Well, I have done many times previously, and will continue to. So Manny, we, t- you know, I was going to have a wee gambit there. Go for it. That's just been nice on the couchy, and you know, I'm going to miss you over the next few days. Don't you worry about that. We'll be together again soon. And oh, I must admit, it's been. Uh, let me finish. I must admit. The ambience, it's been a real pleasure being back in here. I think we've all been on our A game because we are in the proper 90 minute cynic house. Yep, there's an aura when you walk into this place and it's the, it's the yeah, cynic I'll aura. I'll empty the bins, that should get rid of that. Aye, yeah, it's, the cat, it's the cat bowl, the Celtic FC cat bowl. I think realistically it's, it's, the, quality, com- it's the comfy seats really. That's what's really it's good. true, it's, it's um, so not hard. Yeah, it's, it's, been a br- it's been a great podcast this week and I do think the... Uh, the Feng Shui has a lot to do with it. And also just not having Gal on it. Aye. God love him, but he's a bit shite. I know. Imagine we all just started our own podcast. 91 Minute Cynic. That'd be hilarious. Um, anyway, we have been a 90 Minute Cynic, and we will speak to you down the road. Mm-hmm.